Travelling Tunes with Dr. Kirsten Zimke. Morena Kirsten, how are you today? Oh, I'm getting tired. It's the end of the term. It is the end of the term. You're doing well. You're nearly nearly at the finish yeah, line. Wow. You got wow. some um some cheerful tunes to get us uh, through this Friday morning. We're talking city pop today. Yeah, what a, and it's a incredibly weird, interesting story for such a sort of simply music. So first so this Japanese very Tokyo music that you probably have heard in anime. So it's um you have to know the whole history of Japan um, in order to understand it. I'm just starting our first song off while yeah, we chat here. Have a listen. I mean, this goes hard. This yeah, rules. Oh, I know, isn't it beautiful? And I don't know why I'm picturing rainy streets with lots of neon lights. 100%. Um, So uh, after World War II, Japan had a period of rebuilding. And by the 70s and 80s, through um, their great success with technology innovations and creating all these um, techno companies that we used for calculators and you know, then later sort of iPods and computers and things, um, they had this sort of big economic boom and this music was sort of capturing this global leisure class, you know, picturing bars and discos and hotel lounges. Nice. Nightlife, luxury liqueurs and luxury jewelry, sophistication, fashionableness. Um, And then now people do it People have been remaking it. So at the time, you know, a lot of musicians thought it was cheesy, sort of plastic, easy listening. Um, but now there's young people making this music now because it's got this sort of it's cool nostalgia retro, retro. Yeah, yeah. not love this. We're listening to one of the classic city pop legends. This is Tatsuro Yamashita with Love Space. When was this released? 1977 and um, so just looking at this guy, he's amazing. He plays all the instruments, does everything himself. Whoa! He iconically during this time released songs in English and in Japanese singing it himself and but just, I can't remember what his record collection was. It was tens of thousands of vinyl. So I mean, one of the reasons this music sounds good is because these people really are, you know, great musicians and researchers. Yeah, totally. A lot of them came from sort of jazz backgrounds, and so it really is sort of an elevated complexity, despite the sort of pastel neons going on, too. I don't know if anyone else has like music they like to listen to when they're walking around town, but City Pop is definitely, I definitely have a City Pop playlist for going for a little strut. It's music oh, really? You've for, been listening to this? Oh, yeah, it's music made for strutting, you know? you got to... It, it <laughs> makes walking around CBD Auckland much more exciting, I'll tell you that for free. Love Tatsuro, but we're going to move on to our next artist, who is the wonderful Miki Matsubara.
Tell us a little bit about Mickey. Who, who's Mickey Matsubara? So this is from 1979. But um, she she sadly died in 2004 at 8, 40, age 44. Oh, wow. So um, people who are sort of rediscovering her, reconnecting, like, oh, I remember that song, are then really sad when they find out um, that she's passed. And apparently it's a huge... It's a big TikTok trend at the moment where Japanese folks will show this to their parents or grandparents. Um, I'm sorry, play the song for them and watch their response, you know. <laughs> True. Remembering it. So it's had a, a, a real revitalization. But yeah, more cosmopolitan lifestyle. Also, this the genre um, has an amazing sort of visual aesthetic as well. Totally. With the pastels and the neons and stuff. And a lot of good suits, big blow. I mean, the, the photo of Mickey that I'm looking at, she's wearing an amazing suit and her hair is blown out like in the breeze. <laughs> she's smiling. It's yeah. gorgeous. But that's kind of the vibe. It's very slick. It's very urbane. It's very cool. Not everyone's loving it though. Someone says it's awful. Oh, um, you're in, you're entitled to your opinion. Someone else says, "Love, love, 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 love city pop." Is this Japanese yacht rock? Someone wants to know. Yes, there have been some people linking it to that. That yeah, I guess that's still that weird tension of kitsch and class. <laughs> M- Midnight Driver by Minako Yoshida is a great city pop tune recommended oh, by nice. a listener. Now, another nerdy take on this is it's both familiar and foreign at the same time. (laughs) Familiar and foreign. (laughs) It's very Tokyo, very urban, urban lifestyle, living the life. And, but, you know, you can hear lounge music, yacht rock, uh, disco, soul, funk, you know, it's actually... You know, sort of complex musically, sort of un- unwrapping all these things inside it. So, how has city pop influenced other genres? Because this is something now going back 40 years where it was sort of uh, begun, but we've obviously got an actual city pop revival happening at the moment. Yeah. But yeah. what other genres have borrowed from this? Is it something that you can hear in, in other places and spaces? Well, I, I mean, just my little knowledge of it, I feel like I hear it in anime. Sex solo. Yeah, what happened to the sex? Bring it back. <laughs> oh, that's very young, Roxy, isn't it? So good. All right, we're going to jump into our third one, which is, I think, the most recent. Is that correct, Kirsten? Yeah, it's 1983, but apparently it's very obscure. Um, hard to find on vinyl. With a cool band Vision, but uh, the leader of the band, Sakia Kinjiro, has um, had a career later after this.
I don't know how anyone could not want to dance along to this. It's yeah, so groovable. Awesome. Yeah, well, the haters are in good company, you know, because apparently even in Japan, you know, after, you know, after the 80s, everyone looked down on it and thought it was cheesy. So, you know, lots of people felt that way. I think disliking something because it's cheesy is the is the worst reason to dislike something. Cheesy stuff's usually the most fun. That's true. They're that's anti-fun. My, that's my hot They're anti-fun people. <laughs> anti-fun. <laughs> But yeah, that bass line, it's so good, but it's a little too clean. We've got a lot of city pop fans coming through here. Yumi's uh, recommended Anri as another good city pop artist to check out. We've also got, I mean, Han B, who's a local artist making music at the moment. Oh, really? uh, who's, Who's definitely very inspired by city pop. Got a couple of her songs knocking about the playlist right now. Oh, awesome. So it's moved, it's moved outside of Japan now. There's people who are taking what City Pop had to offer from that Tokyo space and borrowing it and using it in other contexts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's this global signifier now that can bounce anywhere and then, you know, have its reworkings in new places. Different urban contexts added on top yeah. of it. But there is, there is a weird universalism about some urban spaces you know how like you can go anywhere and the airport lounge will look the same you know in the same chain you know mcdonald's or starbucks or whatever yeah yeah so you can have the same music in your airport lounges i do love to do that where you google and see what the different things on menus and maccas around the world are and everybody's got like their own thing it's kind of it's kind of very interesting i find yeah see they're not as hegemonic as everyone thinks (laughs) (laughs) Has it become a Macca's sponsored segment? Definitely not. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, two in the morning Macca's at an airport, listening to this, it kind of goes, doesn't it? (laughs) Living the urban fantasy. (laughs) Thank you, Kirsten, for bringing us City Pop today. Where are we going to go next week? Beast mode. Beast mode. All right, mentally prepare for that one. Thank you. Have a lovely weekend. All right. Happy Halloween. That was Travelling Tunes with Dr. Kirsten Zimpke. Thank you very much.